Drive by Daniel Pink. One sentence summary. Drive explores what has motivated humans throughout history and explains how we shifted from mere survival to the carrot and stick approach that's still practiced today and why it's outdated. My favorite quote from the author is, Control leads to compliance. Autonomy leads to engagement. Daniel Pink. In Drive, Daniel Pink, studied lawyer turned economist and government employee, takes us through the history of human motivation. Al Gore's former speechwriter explains how we've gone from being mostly intrinsically motivated to survive, to jumping through hoops for carrots, while trying to avoid the sticks being dangled over our heads by bosses and employers. Dan argues that it's time to go back, give workers autonomy, a purpose, and the freedom to master their craft, so we can go back to being as intrinsically motivated as we were as kids. An approach he calls Motivation 3.0. If you feel like you're chasing rewards which somehow don't end up making you happier, these three lessons will give some insight into what it's really about. 1. The carrot and stick approach is dead. 2. Extrinsic motivation destroys intrinsic motivation. 3. Strive for the flow state in everything you do. Want to find the motivation of your childhood again? I know I do, so let's go. Drive, lesson one. Both the carrot and the stick are dead. Why extrinsic motivators don't work. This answers the question, why are so many people today unmotivated at their jobs? When the industrial age started, external rewards were all you needed to motivate workers. There was so much money to make and such a great life to be lived, if only you had a little extra cash to pay for a new convenience, like TV, a radio or pre-cooked dinners. But as we're shifting from the industrial age to the information age, slapping on a bonus for fast delivery doesn't work anymore. Most people simply don't care. Expenses to cover our basic needs, like rent and food, have never been cheaper. What we really value now is time. But that's not the only problem with external rewards and punishments. If a car mechanic is promised a 50% salary bonus when he completes 200 repairs in 3 months, guess what he does? He tells more of his customers that their car needs repairs. The money becomes the driving force and will lead him to do repairs where none are needed, and maybe even do a sloppy job, just to meet the quota. Instead of leading to better and faster work, this creates dissatisfied customers and stressed workers. Even more intriguing, for tasks that require creative thinking, adding financial incentives puts so much pressure on workers that they become incapable of performing the task. For example, when given the task to fix a candle on the wall with a few tools, participants who were told to be given money for a fast solution performed a lot worse than those who weren't offered any money. The more money is on the line, the worse it gets. Participants of a study tasked with hitting targets with tennis balls completely cracked under the pressure of potentially earning five months worth of pay. Drive, lesson two. Over time, extrinsic rewards destroy our inner drive. This answers the question, what happens if we're exposed to extrinsic rewards for a long time? But wait a minute, aren't almost all jobs nowadays somewhat creative? Exactly. Of course, this applies to developed countries more than to emerging ones, but eventually we'll all end up with jobs that require us to only work with information, people and creatively solve problems. Daniel Pink says that to succeed at this kind of work, we, what we really need is intrinsic motivation. You know, doing something for the sheer enjoyment of doing it. Either because we're passionate about it, have a ton of fun, or are just plain curious, like we were as kids. 
I remember one day finding my baby sister propped up on the countertop, about to take her first sip of the dishwashing soap. So after wrestling it from her, I couldn't help but notice how curious the green fluid looked, and I couldn't blame her for trying. But if you're like most adults, those days are long gone, because you gradually lost your intrinsic motivation, as the world taught you to rely on extrinsic motivation over and over again. When kids are being asked to draw, once just to have fun, and once for a small reward, you tweak their reward system and will find that the first group is happy to draw just for fun later as well, while the second group refuses to draw without the incentive. We live in an if-you-do-this-then-you-get-that world, and it's ruining our motivation. Drive, lesson 3. Find a way to get into the zone at work and you'll be a lot happier. This answers the question, how can we battle extrinsic motivation and extrinsic rewards at work? No wonder then that 70% of Americans either hate or don't feel fulfilled at their job. But what to do about it? This is where motivation 3.0, as Dan calls it, comes in. We must relight our inner desire to strive for perfection. If we're given a task that challenges our skills without being overwhelming or boring and are then allowed to autonomously work on it, we love to give our best. Imagine playing a video game for hours or noticing that time flies while you paint, read or plan your honeymoon. This state is called flow and while it can't last forever, it is important that you periodically end up in it while working. Keep that in mind while looking for the next job, talking to your boss about work or figuring out the next task. Don't settle for a boss who doesn't understand this or a job who doesn't require you to live up to your potential. Promise me that until you're excited to go to work because you can't wait to perfect what you're working on, you will keep looking. My personal takeaways from Drive for 2017. I want to suggest two steps here. I want to also highlight the three components again from Motivation 3.0. And let's actually start with that. So I think the in his TED Talk, Dan Pink also has a TED Talk, uh, which I recommend you watch. It's a great summary of the book in and of itself. Uh, in his TED Talk, I think he says the three components of motivation are autonomy, purpose, and mastery, right? So autonomy, again, it's the part where you ha are given an, a responsibility to a certain extent to take care of your job and tasks and to-dos on your own, right? So it's not like every step of the way someone comes over and watches you and says, you brewed the coffee wrong, you used the steamer the wrong way, blah, 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 blah right? So it's, it's not an environment where you're so frustrated because you're controlled all the time that you can't do anything on your own. Second thing, purpose. This is like you see the impact of your work, right? And in other books, and I can't remember which one it was actually, um, I have one on four-minute books where, so if you work in a factory, right, or I always imagine the guys at BMW assembling the cars at the assembly line. If you take a customer, if you invite a customer who bought a BMW once a year and, and um, bring him in, Bring in all the workers, all the factory workers who do these cars, who assemble these cars and show them this is the result you're uh, achieving. And the customer then tells oh, about how he or she is so happy with her BMW, why she loves the car and so on. That's where you connect the people to the purpose. And it's super important for you to be connected with whoever gets the end result of your work, right? That's totally different from having a boss that says, this report is really important, blah, blah, blah. Because if your boss takes that report and goes to a customer and shows them the great numbers and 
the customer is super happy about that, then that's the thing you need to know because that's what you're helping achieve, right? So being connected to your purpose, to your, like your end game, that's really important. And the third part, uh, mastery, there needs to be something you can improve at, right? So if you are stuck, uh, I don't know, like copying law texts, right? Or translating law texts 24-7, you have to stick to specific regulations, um, you have to, there are exact rules on what you can and can't do. You only have to get A to B and that's that. And that's you, you get an input, you have a fixed process, you create the output, that's it. If there's nothing for you to master, nothing for you to get better at, then that's just uh, for a recipe for disaster, right? Because there is no challenge there. Um, so as, as said in the lesson about flow, you have to have a challenge and it can't be too demanding on the one hand. So like if you are tasked with giving a talk to 200 people on your first day about something you have no clue about, that's not a good, uh, that's not a good idea. But it also can't be boring. And when you lack mastery in your job, you will end up on the boring spectrum where you're super not engaged just because what you're doing is so lame. Um, <clears throat> so those are the three components, autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Those are really important. Um, and what I think you can and should do is like a two-step method, right? So if you're in a job right now that relies heavily on extrinsic motivation, you're mostly there because the pay is good or you want to use it as a stepping stone or you hope to get something on your resume, blah, blah, blah. Whatever you chose it for and if it's extrinsic, extrinsically motivated, uh, what I think you should do to make it better and to survive that period is focus on the intrinsic aspects of it, right? So there's always something you can focus on. Let's say you're an accountant and you have to crunch numbers all day and assemble tables and it's not very exciting. Um, what you could focus on is uh, the interactions with your coworkers, right? So you could help coworkers uh, get their stuff done. You could be nice. You could set up a regular me lunch meeting with coworkers you really like and engage with those. Um, you could, I don't know, like focus on something like improving the design of the tables or the process if there is something there. So try to find intrinsically motivating aspects of your current job and then focus on those over the external benefits so you can actually be patient with your job long enough and won't quit. The second thing, and I think that's the more important thing, because you can only get by in a majorly extrinsically motivating job for so long, is to set your life up in a way that you end up with something uh, something you work on that is intrinsically motivating and it's totally fine if that starts as a side project it's totally fine if that's just one hour a day or one hour a week even in the beginning um totally fine but if you can't get into flow regularly in your life that's a recipe for a pretty miserable life um and when I started, I had the luxury of taking a year off between degrees and then having all the time in the world to try this stuff and work, and but not overly obsess about work because the money part wasn't that important for me to make a lot of money right away. Um, and then and then explore lots of side projects so I could spend a lot of time in, on intrinsically motivating projects like my blog, building my email list, getting to know how this online marketing thing works, and so on. Maybe you don't have that. I get that. Maybe you need to start very, very small in very, very small steps. But I super, super recommend you do that, even if it's on the side, and get something intrinsically motivating into your life that hopefully, over time, will be able to pay your bills too, right? It doesn't have to. You don't have to force it. 
and and it's much better to have some some super interesting hobby, super exciting hobby that makes you survive your day job than nothing at all. Um, but today, 99% of things are at least hand themselves to making 50, 60, 70, 80k a year. Might not be the greatest salary in the world, but you'd be a shit ton happier than making 150 grand at some shitty desk job, right? So that's my take on this. That's the exact approach I'm taking right now. Studying, hoping to get an intrinsically motivating job when I get out of college or having enough to make it on my own. If not, get something on the side, use that as fuel and then build from there. Drive, Daniel Pink, good guy, good TED Talk. Check out this stuff and I will see you on the next summary.